You're listening to A Slice of Therapy with me, Alan Parry. I want you to imagine for a moment going to visit, say, a financial expert. And what you're looking for from this financial expert is for them to be able to give you some expert advice about planning for your future, your retirement, securing your family's future, all of those kind of things. And so you're wondering what you should best do with any spare money that you've got in order to secure that. And you sat in the office with them and there's a whole number of different plans that you've kind of shortlisted between that you think might be right for you, but you're wanting their advice. And so at the point you say, well, what is it that you would do? They sit there and they go, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. And you're thinking, hang on. Are you doing eeny, meeny, miny, moe? Are you just guessing here? Like I came to see an expert. But are you just actually guessing? And then you realise that they are just actually guessing. How much confidence, how much faith would you place in this financial expert going forward when you realise that actually they're not an expert at all, they're just guessing? Now, the reason why I ask that question is because we tend to view our mind, our brain, as an expert. It's our brain after all. And what we don't actually realise is that just like this financial advisor playing eeny, meeny, miny, moe, the brain is a guesser as well. It spends its whole time making guesses. And so sometimes we can get locked into the story of the brain, the reality that the brain tells us, but it is really just a guesser. It's making things up as it goes along. And what it's actually doing is trying to guess Based on its predictions, sure, but it's trying to guess what's going to happen in the next moment. And based on its guess, it's going to produce a whole set of bodily feelings to you, which might be nice bodily feelings, might be uncomfortable or distressing bodily feelings. But it's all done not on the basis of its expertise, but simply on the basis of its best guess. Now, one of the things that's really got me thinking about this um, the last few days, although it's a it's a constant thing at the forefront of my mind when I'm working as a therapist, but I was listening to an interview with Dr. Saira Hamid. Now, Dr. Saira Hamid, she's an endocrinologist and she has a particular interest in weight management and during the, uh, and in fact, before the COVID lockdown, she, she did this groundbreaking uh, program on the National Health Service where people were coming in and getting this kind of holistic advice that included some food stuff, included some other food stuff, but basically just education really as to how the body works. And she's ended up coming up with a book, which I've not read yet, but I'll probably have a little look at it. And it's called The Full Diet. And so everything in that program is going into that book. And because she's promoting a book, she's talking on podcasts. 
And I heard her say something about artificial sweetener that gets to the very reality of just what a guesser the brain is. Now, one of the presenters of the podcast was really pleased with herself because she had moved away from sugar. And what Dr. Hamid was saying in this uh, interview is that actually the body only needs a teaspoonful of sugar in the bloodstream at any one time. And we've often got like 15 or 20 times the amount of that. So it's a good thing to reduce our sugar. It's a good thing even to give up sugar because we're getting much more sugar in the bloodstream than we need. And when we have more sugar, there's this janitor who comes out to sweep it up. And this janitor is what we call insulin. And what insulin does is it comes out to get the excess sugar, but some of it in the liver, some of it in the muscles if you're doing exercise, and the rest it converts to fat. And so when any of us are carrying too much fat, it's because this insulin, it doesn't really know where to put it, so it bungs it into fat. And so the presenter was saying, you know, she's done really well because she's come off sugar and instead she's moved to artificial sweetener. But what Dr. Hamid said was that actually switching from sugar to artificial sweetener doesn't actually do the body much good because the body responds in exactly the same way as if there actually was sugar going into the body. So I often talk about this sense that the brain is predictive, that it's not reacting to events, but it's actually trying to guess what's going to happen next. And it changes our physiology based on what that guess is. And it's good to think of it as a guess because it is often wrong or it's making its guesses based on outdated predictions. And so it's really helpful for our own mental well-being to understand that the stories that we get from the mind and the brain are only stories, they're only guesses, they're only often false predictions, they're not a level of expertise. And, and this story about the artificial sweetener really, really underlines and emphasises just how much the body is guessing about what it should be doing next based on the data that it's receiving. So... Artificial sweeteners are not sugar, and yet they are sweet. And so what the brain actually does is it takes that sweetness as a cue. And because it's evolved to expect that that sweetness is going to be something like sugar, what it does then is it then triggers all these various fructose and glucose um, responses the body is now guessing that because it's tasting sweetness in the mouth, that it needs to react in pretty much the same way. It needs to start converting things to fat and all the things that it would start doing if there was going to be excess sugar. Except there's no sugar there. And so what Dr. Hamid was saying is, come off of the artificial sweeteners as well, because fundamentally the body doesn't know the difference. Or to put it another way, the mind doesn't know the difference because the mind is interpreting this sweetness 
making a guess that sugar is on its way and so still producing the same physiologically harmful stuff in the body as it would be with sugar. So it's a great example of how the mind is actually guessing at what's going to be happening next. Now, this is interesting for us because whenever our nervous systems kick in, like going to fight or flight or going to that shutdown of depression, what's happening there is that the mind, the brain, has made a mere guess about what needs to happen in our body to protect us next. And so if it picks up a cue of unsafety, and that's more likely to happen if we've experienced traumatic events of any kind. If it picks up a cue of unsafety because what's happening now resembles what happens then, you're going to get that artificial sweetener response all over again. Now, when that artificial sweetener response happens, this time what it's going to be, it's your mind expecting a threat and it changes our bodies physiologically to ensure that we're able to deal with that threat. And so all of a sudden, as if from nowhere, we feel a sense of panic or we notice that we're just being dragged down by this kind of depressive shutdown gravity. And it's worthwhile just remembering in those moments that what's happening here is that your brain is not being an expert. It's just having a guess. And it's having a guess because it tries to predict what's going to happen next for us and tries to resource us accordingly. But just like the artificial sweetener, because it's only a guess, it sometimes gets it completely wrong. The goal of therapy then, as I see it, is to help the brain get better guesses. Now, it's helpful to know it is a guess because we don't have to put so much store. We can actually hunt for a different meaning, which can actually then change the physiological response. But fundamentally at its core, what therapy is about is helping the brain update its predictions so that it makes better guesses. Now, imagine if there was some sort of way that you could teach the brain that the artificial sweetener was not sugar and so didn't need the same response. That would be groundbreaking. Well, we can't do that yet, but what we can do is update the psychological predictions so that when the brain notices certain cues from the past, which are present today but are no longer dangerous, we can re-educate the brain to know that actually that prediction is out of date and completely update the prediction to one of the safety that it is. And so once we do that through therapy, the guesses of the brain gets better. Now, they're still guesses, but if something traumatic has happened in your life, or maybe even a series of events of difficult things have happened in life, and anything in the here and now, even though you're safe now, Remind your nervous system, remind your brain of that traumatic event. Doesn't it make sense that your body would then be resourced? Your brain would try and activate your body to resource yourself against that threat that it's predicting. Predicting inaccurately, 
But doesn't it make sense that if it views some sort of cue in, the, in today's environment that reminds it of when it was difficult, that it would activate your body to resource you against that potential threat? So when we update that prediction, what the mind will do is it will still see the trigger. It'll still see the thing where now resembles then, but it will no longer regard it as a potential threat. Its guess will get better. And what it will do instead is regard that as the thing that it actually is, which is safety. And because it regards it as safety, your body will react in exactly the same way as all the other many things around you that you consider to be safe. And so you don't get locked into this physiological response of fight or flight or shut down. And it's all because the brain simply guesses. So it has much less authority than we tend to think. And also the brain is guessing what's next based on predictions. And just like the artificial sweetener, some of those predictions are wrong. So if you notice that you're getting triggered by things or things are getting in the way of life, that your nervous system is activating as though there, there is a, a, a danger or a threat or a lack of safety, even though everything's okay, the artificial sweetness syndrome is actually happening for you. And so the answer to that and what therapy is very good at is updating that prediction so it no longer sees threat in that cue or trigger, but sees safety instead. And when it sees safety, you won't get these physiological responses that get in your way of getting exactly what you want. If you found this episode useful, then please do share it so that others can get the benefits as well. And if you'd like to work with me directly, then visit liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk to get more details as to how. And of course, you don't have to be based local to me. Given that all of my work now is online, you can be pretty much anywhere. A couple of other things you might be interested in is that I have put together a free video course for you and it's called Childhood Trauma Gone For Good. And it explains how we can now remove trauma rather than simply expect people to manage it better. The other thing that you might be interested in is that I've put together a free trauma recovery scorecard. So within under three minutes, you can assess where you are on your own journey and get a tailor-made guide as well on what you need to focus on next. Now, both of those resources are also available at liverpoolpsychotherapy.co.uk. Just visit the website and you'll see them listed there prominently on the front page. So just give them a click and you can access either or both of those free resources. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast as well, because that also is absolutely free, and it means you'll never miss an episode again. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.